Galactic Holonet. Welcome to the Scum and Villainy podcast. It's the world's edition. We are going to be talking about everything you need to know about the upcoming FFG Worlds tournament for X-Wing. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to give you what you should do in to prepare yourself for a convention and what we expect to see. Joining us on the pirate ship today is uh, the ship's engineer, the lead editor, Alex Robeck, that are known as Integrifist. What's going on, Alex? Not much. Is is the ship intact? Uh, so far, I think the ship is holding together. You know, I know that I uh, randomly run around and drunken rampage in the bow or in the bottoms of the ship, and I apologize for the messes that I've been making down there. Yeah, we definitely need some deckhands to clean up after you. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, we hear somebody is uh, got some free time. Uh, Lyle Hayhurst joins us, uh, better known as Sozen. What's going on, Lyle? Not much, dude. How are you? Um, you gonna you gonna help us uh, clean up the ship a little bit uh, now that you got some free time? Yeah, although it's less kind of ship cleaning up. I'm I think I'm gonna start trying to map out different quadrants of the uh, the uh, galaxy. Try to figure out where we should be sending the ship, where the good booty is. Try to find somewhere you don't have a bounty on your head. Exactly. <laughs> is that what uh, is that what uh, our robot's been doing for the past couple of uh, months? Uh, clearing your bounties everywhere. He has been. Uh, I think it's been updating to Windows 10. <laughs> All right. And then finally, we are joined by uh, Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. What's going on, Mark? Doing quite well. Hopefully all of our listeners are, too. Man, um, I am excited for the World's Tournament, guys. Uh, it, and I'm, I'm not able to go. It's official. I'm not going to be able to go. I, oh, I, it's I, official? I, yeah, it's official. I'm so sorry. The the money is not there for me to go, at least on sh- this sort of short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to be able to go, which is a bummer. Um, however, I am excited for the tournament for you guys. You guys are going to represent um, like you do. And something that uh, we, we're going to let's kind of get into this. So we, we're, for the most part, this is going to be completely world centric um, and meta centric for the, the tournament. Um, but if for those of you that are going and haven't been to, cause this is more or less a convention, like a gaming convention. I mean, I'd say that's accurate, right guys? Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that haven't been in, uh, in a, at a convention before or at a big tournament like this where you're going to be gone for multiple days, et cetera, we've got some tips for you because I've been to several worlds tournaments, um, so has Lyle's been to almost every single one, and so has Mark. Um, Alex, what sort? Of, have you been to any sort of conventions, big tournaments, that sort of thing? Um, just a couple regionals this year. That's that's been about it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's they're 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 really fun. I mean the 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 last two worlds tournaments were were a blast, um, and you get to meet a lot of people. There's a lot of like side events going on that you can go to. There's free games. And uh, the FFG Convention Center sells beer, which is sweet. So you can play, uh, you know, you can drink beer playing next at the same time, which I am a huge fan of that. But um, it's not necessarily easy. I mean, there's the potential for sickness just because uh, what do they call it? Con crud. Yes. 
right? There's con crud. There is not necessarily, you know, staying awake, like and not being able to go to sleep, stuff like that. So there are things that you kind of want to deal with. Um, Mark, I know that you were interested in talking about some of that. So why don't you kind of kick us off? Tell us uh, your tips and tricks for getting, uh, getting prepared for going to a big tournament slash kind of convention. Okay. So there are a bunch of tips and tricks to not only play your best in a tournament, but to have as much fun as possible, both during the convention and afterwards, because there are certain things that you can do to decrease the likelihood of becoming ill. Okay. The most important thing I can tell you right now is the six two one rule. That's six hours of sleep, two actual meals, and one shower per day. <laughs> if you follow this rule, it vastly decreases the likelihood that you will get sick afterwards. It vastly decreases the likelihood that you will get others sick and will vastly increase your ability to enjoy the convention. A lot of people, especially for a long event, go, I got to experience it all when you can't. Uh, but you burn yourself out and your, your body isn't able to cope with the amazing amounts of illness that's being thrown its way. Uh, you know, it's something that you mentioned that I never really expected. Um, that is so true though, is like, you do not pay attention to how often you eat. Like, correct. I would go, I'd go something like eight or 10 hours and be like, Oh, holy cow. I didn't eat anything. Right. <laughs> like what is going on? Um, yeah, I had never really thought of that, but, um, that is yeah. something that's definitely real. Right. And, and there's this tendency to snack. Oh, I'll grab a candy bar. I'll grab some chips. Uh, that's all I need for now. I'll get dinner later. And the problem Six is hours later. right. And, <laughs> and you're, you're just not firing all, all cylinders because your body doesn't have anything to run on. So I want to mm-hmm. dig that that's a general rule of thumb, the six two one. Mm-hmm. But I want to dig into more specifically what to do for a tournament like this. Sure. Uh, and it kind of breaks into three phases. What to do the night before, what to do the morning of, and what to do during the tournament. Okay. So the night before, first get sleep. Get as much sleep as you need to be fully rested the day one of the tournament. It doesn't matter. I know there are friends out there that you want to see. There's a lot of stuff going on. You're all excited. There's people like me trying to get you out at the bar. Correct. If I was there, I would definitely be doing that. So, but if you do that, you will have fun the night before and be miserable the rest of the the tournament. Uh, and, and your your tournament is going to suffer because of it. Drink responsibly the night before. I know you. There are friends around. You want to get as much alcohol into you as possible, but that's going to linger for the next day. That's what they call it. It also, <laughs> the more you drink, the less likely you're actually going to get sleep. So, mm. so drink responsibly, know how to get to the tournament location. This seems obvious, but if you don't know where it is and you don't know how long it takes to get there, you really run the risk of rushing at the last minute and, and throwing your entire tournament out of whack. Finally, don't cram. This is a big tournament. You are not going to learn the secret that allows you to win the tournament the night before the tournament. 
if you don't know how to deal with the tournament the night before, you're not going to do it by stressing yourself out by studying lists and metas for hours. Certainly be, prepare, but you don't want to stress yourself out trying to, to learn everything the night before. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, yeah, frankly put, like, what are you, what are you gonna, what are you gonna learn? Right. <laughs> like, let's see. I've discovered it. And, and for it's Horton and four wildlings. Right. To be fair, I definitely did ro- roll that at last world. So, so, <laughs> so that's what those are the, the tips to do the night before. The morning of is perhaps more important than any other time during the tournament. Mm-hmm. Because this is where you have to get yourself ready to compete first of all shower in the morning i some people are night showers uh, showerers don't shower in the morning because we can smell your sleep on you it's going to be a hot environment it's going to be an oppressive environment you want to make sure that you're clean and ready to go it, your opponent will thank you <laughs> wear comfortable clothing I know there are some people out there that might the dress up like to dress a up. like a cowboy. Right. <laughs> they're they're not doing it right. Wear something comfortable, wear something easy to move in, wear something that you can easily enjoy the tournament in. If you dress up fancy or you just throw something on that's uncomfortable, you're going to you're going to be okay for a couple rounds, but this is eight rounds of X-wing. Starting at 10 a.m., which means once their their tournament software crashes, starting at noon. Hey, no, I think the software is a lot more stable. I've been beta testing it. And right, it's looking pretty good. Um, yeah, right. So eat eat an actual breakfast. Your body is going to be burning through a lot of energy. You're going to be taxing your mind. And you're going to be doing it in physical situations that you're not used to. Standing, moving, you're going to be focused. This is not how you normally go about your day. So you need, your body needs something to sustain it. So make sure to get a a decent breakfast. That can go into one of your two meals. Speaking of Mm -hmm. two meals, don't assume that there will be a lunch break. Don't assume you will actually be able to get food. You're certainly not going to be able to go off site during the tournament. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I was able to last year or not, but it's configured uh, a little bit differently. Right. So, I mean, you've got to walk over to that mall. There's a grocery store. It's a bit of a walk. It's just, it's not right. practical. I mean, it's, you should hit, hit up Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and, and grab some like healthy kind of good snacks. Well, I actually suggest actually making lunch or having a lunch with you. Uh, this could be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This could be lunchables, but you should have some non-snack food with you. Something that you can consume for a late lunch or even early dinner to help you through the rest of the tournament. Because this is, again, eight rounds of tournament. That's a lot of effort. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Bring any medications you might need. Once again, seems obvious, but when you're panicking and trying to get everything ready, this is one thing that easily gets forgotten. 
especially if you've been standing around all day. Correct. I almost always bring aspirin or uh, Advil or yes. Aleve, just because like hour seven, my feet are killing me, my back is killing me. It's time to do some drugs. Right. Or if if you have a medical condition, whatever, make sure you've got your medication with you. Uh, don't leave it in the hotel because that's the last thing you want to drop out of the tournament for. Yeah. So, so we're getting closer. You want a container to carry around your list. You don't need to carry your entire. Yeah. X-wing that collection. is, that is absolutely true. You need to be able to carry your list around and efficiently and easily. Right. You're going to have to be able to pack up and unload quickly. This could be as simple as a card box. You just throw everything in. I've used Plano boxes before. What I currently use is the, the, uh, shoot. <laughs> I'll um, pipe in while you're thinking about it. There's a, uh, yeah, what do you, a what guy do you up in Wisconsin. Yeah. I think it's called Trollworks. I'll put it in the show notes. He, um, He's got these awesome custom-made X-Wing trays. Then they're not that expensive, like 30, 40 bucks. Um, that are just beautiful. And if, if you see me at Worlds, you can, uh, check it out. Um, but they're great. Right. I, I use a battle foam box. They send, they, they sell this, uh, the, the smallest one, which only is like two sheets worth of foam in it. Put one generic tray in there. It zips up. It protects your stuff. It's easy to move around in. It, that's how I roll. But it doesn't have to be fancy. But you need something that carries your list and only your list. Leave the rest of the stuff in your vehicle or with a friend, preferably not at the hotel in case you forget something. Now, Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> the, like I forgot a card. And oh, I yeah. Get it. Or, Forget your damage <laughs> deck, one. or yeah, yeah. So put all of the important stuff in that container so that you can move around. Now, what all do you need in there? Let me go through the list, just because I've I've yet to sit down at a tournament and have all of my stuff without uh, without doing a, a checklist. You need your ship. You need your bases. You need the cardboard bases. You need pegs. You need number tokens. Yes, number tokens are required at Worlds. Mm -hmm. They might not call you on it, but they could. Uh, Ship cards, upgrade cards, damage deck. So lots of card-based materials. You need dice. Make sure you have enough dice to roll for... The best case scenario. So if it's possible for you to roll six dice, bring six dice plus a spare. If you have them. If you have a spare, yeah, if you have enough dice to have a spare, bring a spare. But you really should have enough dice to roll any roll in one go. Mm-hmm. Now, it's much easier now than it's ever been because just having one of the old core sets and one of the new core sets gives you six of each. So, movement templates, range ruler, asteroids, that's one I always forget. Shield tokens, focus tokens, evade tokens, target locks, stress tokens, 
critical hit tokens. Technically, by the rules, they're required. I know, I know. Nobody uses them. No, almost yeah. nobody uses them. I'm definitely going to be using mine this year because I picked up the uh, crits from uh, Nationals. Right. Yeah. And keep in mind that they're, the critical hit tokens are there for you. They are a useful tool because if you forget you have a crit and your opponent calls you on it, they win. Yeah. And then certain lists have other requirements, something that you might need to bring otherwise. Ion, ion tokens, bomb tokens, extra munition tokens, weapon disabled token, cloak tokens. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are ready to go. And do a mock setup. So you've put everything in your box that you're going to carry everything around in. Now sit down and try to set up all your stuff and play a couple rounds. Just on your own. Make sure that you have all of the stuff that you need. So that's kind of the the morning of phase. Mm-hmm. The during phase. This is, you reach the tournament. You're all excited. You've never been around this many X-Wing players before. It's daunting. So keep this in mind. You want to arrive early. Always arrive early. As, arrive as early as possible. Simply because there's going to be so much going on. And this is when the fun starts. When you start mingling with people. Drink water. Drink something not sugary. Drink something not alcoholic. Uh, Man, quick point, by the way, on that uh, arriving early, my favorite arriving early memory is Worlds two years ago. Um, I was hanging out with uh, Paul, and he asked what I was bringing, and I said, I'm bringing a swarm. And he's like, oh, I'm bringing um, uh, bigs, uh, two reds, and uh, was it a, a rookie? Yeah, rookie. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what do you recommend in terms of anti-swarm uh, asteroid placement? And so we spent 15 minutes going through Pixid's ideas on anti-swarm asteroids. And he's like, oh, cool, thanks. I'm like, yeah, no problem, dude. Like, I didn't really know who he was. We were just hanging out chatting. He seemed like a nice guy. And mm-hmm. then uh, the finals, um, he sits down, he set, sets up his asteroids exactly the way he and I had talked about it after our conversation. I'm like, oh, man, that was great. Pardon my French. Mm-hmm. You'll bleep that nice. out, right? Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was, it was just a great... Uh, Great moment that kind of to, to Sable's point, like that milling around, you have amazing conversations, you meet a bunch of people, um, and you might even, you know, rub up against the next world champion. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool X-Wing people to begin with anyways, though, right? And so. speaking of which, the morning of the tournament is no longer the place to be cagey about your list. The, there's going to be nothing that changes once you start talking about your list the morning of that would affect your your game have fun these are the best players in the world have a good conversation now now somebody didn't like me saying not to drink something alcoholic during the tournament i was gonna say what are you talking about i i I like the fact that you can drink uh during the games it is incredibly fun it does make it more fun so but that's like by have a drink around five but the bulk of what you drink should be non-sugary, non-alcoholic. Simply because you're going to be in a hot environment, oppressive environment. You're going to be 
active, you need to keep your body's batteries charged. I totally agree with that. Sit down when possible. It's not always possible. It's a very crowded tournament. There's not a lot of chairs. Right. And don't assume that your next tournament will have a chair or your next round will have a chair. Sit down now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every few turns, take a deep breath and think about what you're doing. Especially when you're in round four, five, six, seven, we tend to get in these loops. We tend to go on autopilot. We tend to go yeah, through that's the motion. That's a really good point. You, you, you make your plan and you're executing your plan and then you forget to think about, well, is this plan a good one? Right. And, oh, I fought two robot lists back to back. I'm facing a third. So I know I'm now playing those last two games. And I'm not playing the game in front of me. Mm-hmm. Think about every couple turns, every few turns, take a deep breath, pause. Look at the board state and uh, try to take a step back mentally and think about what you're doing. Well, do you do anything specifically uh, before uh, a tournament uh, that for your preparations? Like what, what are you doing uh, before a tournament? Um, so and we talked a little bit about this the last uh, episode, but you know, a fair amount of it is just thinking about my list. Like I'm sitting here looking at my my preparation document right now and i've got um a section You've for got a astro- preparation how oh, hold up hold up how long is it it's about three pages three um, pages oh, yeah. of prep work really yeah. like this is a thing I, I, man it, i am like we haven't even reached I, the I, end of my list and mine was a cliff notes version yeah. i'm like you know what you want to know how long my preparation document is <laughs> there isn't one right Nice. <laughs> just show up. Oh, um, do not do what I do, people. I am not a good example. But I'm, three pages? Yeah. So my, my prep doc is pretty straightforward. It's basically the list, asteroid placement, turn zero opening stuff, and then strategies against common lists. Um, but, I like that. That's 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 clever. I like that. Yeah. And then I've got Pixid and Dominic working with me on it as my coaches. Um, and so those guys are guiding me through thinking about strategy and, you know, I've been spent the last week collaborating with them, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I mean, they're two of the best players in the world and, you know, having them behind me is an enormous edge. So, um, and we've been doing that for years as a group too. So it's been nice. That's handy. So if a game ends early, immediately take personal stock of your situation. Are you hungry? Do you need to hit the restroom? Do you need a drink? The moment a game ends early is when you need to take stock because that's you need to give yourself as much time as possible to do it. Because it feels like most games go to time. Right. So I finish 15 minutes early. Oh, I need a drink. I need to hit the restroom. Do those immediately. Then come back. Then you have time to decompress. If you decompress after immediately, you just sit back look at what's going on and then think about it. You're going to be rushed or you're not going to be able to do it. So the, they have a, a food counter there. I wouldn't call it a mm-hmm. restaurant, but they have decent burgers. and the, You know, the food is good there. It's just like super duper expensive. Well, it's expensive and it takes a while to cook. So if yeah. you, 
if you finish a game, immediately it's go good, place though. your order in, then you can decompress and think about what's going on. Yeah, they got good food. Can I rewind a little bit to sure. uh, during the game stuff? Yeah, this is still um, during the game stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like X-Wing during the game stuff. A couple other stuff that I've done over the years that have been useful is I always carry a notebook with me, and then mm-hmm. before the match starts, I'll go over the list with my opponent. Um, and then I'll, I'll make a little, some notes to myself, either, um, about, you know, what I'm thinking when I look at the list, like who my target ship is, like who I want to kill first, or things I need to remember about their list. Like, I always forget that people have bombs, and so nowadays I just write down, don't forget the bombs. I saw, um, Sonny McDonald last year had, don't forget fire control systems written all over his hand, cause he was flying Whisper with FCS. Right. Um, so, and I mean, even in like the Hothi finals, uh, last weekend, uh, David Pix had forgot about fire control system three turns in a row. Oh. Um, and so like fatigue will do that to you, yes, especially with will. an eight round tournament. And so if you've got basic combos or stuff that, you know, kind of your, your list gives it edge, um, I personally recommend writing that down, putting it next to the notebook where you're carrying around with you from game to game. And just when you're taking that deep breath that, you know, Sable talked about, have a look at that and be like, oh shit, the guy's got bombs. I'm about to get right behind him. Let me rethink this. Which brings up another good point. Let's say you win the world tournament. You win. You are the world champion. Everybody's going to want to hear your write-up. If you don't know what you faced all eight rounds and you're not going to remember, you're not going to be able to do that write-up. So try make a note, take down a list, just take a picture of their list if necessary, just so okay. you can, you can reconstruct it later because that's going to be the most useful experience. Uh, going back and thinking about what you fought against and how those games went. You need some sort of note to spark that. Right. Alex, what sort of prep work are you doing for a tournament? Um, I mean, most of the stuff that these guys have mentioned, uh, the biggest thing is for me is like just making sure I get um, a meal or at least a very solid snack midway through. Yeah, that's for me. That's like the the big thing is mostly making sure that I eat food. Um, other than that, I'm usually pretty fine. I'm full of energy, but um, I'll tell you that like making sure that you're mentally there the entire day has got to be your absolutely number one priority. Cause that'll happen to me. It's like from time to time, like I will just absolutely miss something. And it is just the most infuriating thing when you are the reason you lost as opposed to just getting beaten. Yes. Like if you, if you, if you lose, you know, it's fine, right? Like you, you lost, right? Like someone beats you, but when you forget to decloak, or you um, do something like, and 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 I don't know if I had anything to do with this or not, but I missed out on a regionals tournament because I set the wrong dial next to a ship before they made the rule change that if you can make the maneuver, the ship does it, right? Like I set like a TIE fighter down next to an interceptor or something. It's stuff like that, like when if you're not mentally there, will absolutely cripple you, and it is yeah. really frustrating to deal with. Further, one of the things that one of the best things that you can do to relieve the frustration and to help keep your mind in the game is to smile and talk to your opponent. You're here to have fun. 
you're you're <laughs> with some of the best players in the world. Have fun. Talk with them. Ask them where they're from. Just just have that conversation. Don't get so bogged down in the game that you that you lose track of the fact that you're here for fun. Finally, my last bit of advice is after every round, count your dice, count your damage deck. The last thing you want to do is to show up at your next table and not have one of your die or be missing a damage card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happened to me at Worlds last year. Um, I was flying Rourke, and I had taken the um, the secondary weapon crit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my opponent collected the crit. He took it. And then the next round, it was the start of the... Uh, it was the last round, um, so it was the final round before the cut. First round of the cut, we go through our damage decks, and guess what's missing? Yeah. <laughs> My secondary <laughs> weapon grit. And I got an arched eyebrow. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to, Sozin. So, that's a good point. How do you know if you have a complete damage check or not? What's the fastest way to do so? 32 cards. 33. 33, sorry. 33 <laughs> cards, seven uh, seven of which are direct hits, two of everything else. Yeah. Um okay. So so this is our that was, that's our suggestion big tournament uh convention. We're going to this convention. Well, I mean, I'm going in spirit and and, and Alex is going in spirit, but you two guys are going. Um, what is your, what are you most excited to do that is not, um, the actual world uh, championship tournament? Um, and if you were to go, what would it be for me personally? Um, I would like to try and get a game of twilight Imperium done and conventions seem to be one of the few times that I have. Wait, no, the no, ability to Th- this this Worlds is only five days long. It's not long enough for a game of Twilight Imperium. <laughs> it's just enough if you stay up the entire time if you're knocked out. Look, don't kill my dream. But yeah, I want to I want if I've wanted to go up there and play Twilight Imperium with people for the last two times. And I I think that would be a really good time. And the cool thing about the um ffg convention convention center slash game shop whatever because they've got a ton of cool games is that they've got several huge shelves of games that you can try out and play for free both their products and other competitors products which i just think is absolutely the coolest thing i remember um the 2013 worlds i played a ton of board games so i'm always excited to go up there and check out new board games and play stuff that i haven't played because i've never played twilight imperium i want to very badly um so that's what i would would be excited to do um sable what are you looking forward to uh doing up there i'm looking forward to the conversations i'm going to have with people okay i loved last year when I started talking with people and some of the top players, people that made top four, top eight were telling me you were the one person I didn't want to face because I had no idea what to do with your list. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. With the, with the bombs, with the bombs. Right. Yeah. And while I'm not running that list again, those sorts of conversations were so much fun. 
I learned yeah, so exactly. much. I had so much fun. I was talking with people that are yeah. We top met in person at Worlds. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Alex, if you were to be able to go, what do you want? What would you want to check out the most at this uh, world? From what I've heard, they have a very cool convention center. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also enjoy getting to see some of the other games, maybe playing some Netrunner or trying out some Armada. You see, those are yeah games that you don't get a chance to play a lot, and and Netrunner I hear is just absolutely joke cool. Um, I still have the game. I'm staring at it right now. And I haven't even really gotten a chance to play it. I've got it in an expansion. I haven't had a chance to play, but I hear such good things about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Lyle, what are you looking forward to do this year at Worlds? I think it's the same as Sable. It's being able to hang out with a lot of people in the community. Um, I mean, I've never met, for example, uh, Giordan or Giordan R. He's the guy that uh, wrote... Um, Yet another list builder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he and I have done a lot of work together, like integrating uh, Juggler and his site, um, as well as some other members of the community, um, like Void State and and whatnot. Um, so it's going to be cool to hang out with him in person and like talk shop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of play testers that I've never met in person that I'm looking forward to hanging out with. Uh, I get to chill with Sable, which is always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, Are you I don't gonna dress like you. a cowboy too? No, I'm 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 not <laughs> as uh as forward thinking as he is. Um, I have a new outfit this this convention. So I I expect you to take pictures and um, anything interesting. Just 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 put record on your phone and and we'll turn it into something. Yeah, the other thing that's fun I've done this last couple years in a row is that um, I've done investigative or rather journalistic reports from the site. So, yeah. you know, I've taken like tons of photos, did round by round write ups, uh, and try to keep the community informed as to what was happening. Um, unfortunately this year I won't be able to do it for, uh, or at least on the uh, team covenant site because their, their blogging software is still borked. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll probably have to do it on FFG. Um, but, uh, I, I, I you know, I get a lot of joy out of, uh, doing those sort of reports and I think they're good for the community. So I'm looking forward yeah, to doing that. Yeah. Last year's was absolutely awesome. Yeah, and we this year I can cool, do it under the auspice of Scum and Villainy, so. Yeah, absolutely. Last year we had a cool round table. You'll have to do that again. I, yeah. I have faith in you. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Worlds, we, we get it. Worlds is awesome. The tournament's awesome. There's lots of fun, but let's get down to the brass tacks, like dun, 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 meta time, right? So we're going to talk about, about the state of X-Wing at Worlds. What we expect, what sort of things you can expect to fly, what the sort of ships and combinations that we like and we prefer, and what we think will win, or who we think's gonna win, or I, I like, we'll, we'll kinda get to that. It's gonna be exciting stuff though. This is what you came for. Um, we're gonna break this down, um, as to, let's talk for starters about What's been happening recently in sort of the higher profile um, tournaments? We can certainly talk about uh, the Galactic Cup and the Aces League. Um, if there was only someone who compiled those things and took note of them and published them that we could talk to about that. I don't know. Sozan, do you know anybody who does that? I do. Um, thank you for the warm intro. Um, oh, cool. 
That's I'm you. Got here. it. Got it. Oh, I, I didn't need, yeah, got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here looking at list juggler. Um, so I'll, I'll walk through a few tournaments. I've got, um, the SoCal Open, which is a big, uh, invitational tournament from California that had some great players. Just, yeah, just Midwest. to, uh, I was going to say just to pimp, uh, what you mean. You mean, dub, uh, lists.starwarsclubhouse.com. Yep. An excellent star, uh, an excellent web, X-Wing website brought to you by Lyle Hayhurst. That's right. Um, or, you didn't even uh, pay me. Yeah, thank you. Or StarWarsClubhouse.com. <laughs> I'm still like working under the vein dream that I'm going to get approached by, uh, the mouse and have them buy it soon, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So SoCal Open, um, was a 70, sorry, I'll start with Nova actually. So mm-hmm. Nova Open was a giant tournament happened, um, let's see, last month. Um, and, um, the meta was very interesting there. It was won by a, uh, a rebel swarm, two bandits, a blue squadron pilot with tactician, a gold pilot with R3A2 and a TLT. And finally a rebel operative with TLT and moldy crow. How I about love, that list? I love that. Love uh, that. John Messmore, you're a God. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that twin laser turret actually, we'll get into this. Um, but I, uh, I do think that that pushes the rebel operative that had never been run before, right? Into the fray. If you need points, right? It's going to be fine as, as carrying a, a twin laser turret. It's not as good as a Y wing, but it's fine. Yeah, Anyways. it's a good chip. And, it, you know, if you've got a recon spec on it, it's really annoying to kill because it's got two evade dice. Yeah. Um, so that list won it. Pretty cool. Um, the second place list was uh, Preston Blitzer, who was flying a uh, Whisper Kenkirk list. So it was Whisper with VI, Advanced Cloaking Device, Fire Control System, and Rebel Captive. And Kenkirk had Lone Wolf, Palpatine, and Asani. And we'll get into Palpatine in a minute, but yeah, yeah, that's so that's, that's handy. So pretty cool. It's a nice uh, two ship list. I'm not. I don't think the two kind ship of, kind of a little bit dead, kind of a little bit older school, right? It is older school, but it's still you know it's got a little splash of Palpatine in there to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think Whisper is back again. She's very good. Um, rounding out the top four, uh, Bob Randall, Major Juggler, was flying his BC list, which is. Um, BNC with VI, HLC, title, fire control, dampeners, and auto thrusters. Um, that's a very cool list. PS8 does a lot of damage. And then the final top four list was, um, wait for it, as a Palpatine shuttle, <laughs> uh, Darth Vader with title and targeting computer, and then Whisper with intelligence agent, fire control system, advanced cloaking device, and VI. So a nice distributed meta um, for the top four. And then if you look around at the other ones, you've got um, you've got a, a Miranda Han Solo list. You've got Eden and Chewbacca. You've got a Vader Chirinau list. You've got Juno, Vader, uh, a Palp shuttle. Um, so really nice kind of diversity in that tournament. Um, and I think a, a good illustration of how diverse the meta is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so SoCal tournament is pretty interesting. Um, actually, I'll do Hathi next. Hathi was last week. Um, so this is a big tournament that people do for, uh, it's run by Sunny. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's absolutely like a, a, a huge Midwest tournament. Yeah. And it's, they, they raise money for it. His, I think his, his son had a medical condition that, 
um, the hospital there in Iowa when he was a baby, like got him through and like, he's a healthy kid now. Um, and Sonny has ever since then, like, you know, really supported, um, kind of research and funding of, of that condition. I don't know offhand what it is. Um, but the tournament there contributes all the money, uh, to, 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 to that foundation. And I think they raised almost $3,000 this year. Um, so the interesting thing about this tournament is the top three lists were all Paltmobiles with aces. That's um, that that tournament is really where we've gotten the shuttle two ace, you know, the Palpa shuttle two ace. Hold up, hold up. We need to let's take a step back. Mark's here. I'm here. You're here. We need to rename this. It you cannot say Palpa shuttle because Palmobile. that is okay. Not even Palpmobile, mm-hmm. um, because I think that underserves. The glorious alabaster hippo that it rides on. Look, I got mm. it. So it's the okay. mm-hmm. it's the Auroch. It's it's the <laughs> mythical cow from which all other cows are descended. <laughs> what? That's A U R O C H. Is that right? Yeah. Auroch. Auroch. Uh, uh, I fought some of those in D and D before. Right. Auroch. <laughs> um, I like it. Uh, we shall call it you know Ark. What? Um, I think that like, no? have you guys ever seen the uh, that that YouTube skit the the guy on the buffalo? No, no. One for the show really? notes. Let's let's okay, go back uh, to uh, ancient history here. We were having fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are like there are like fourteen ancient history nerds are like, oh my god, I got that reference. <laughs> Alex, do you have a uh, a good name for this thing? I yeah, really have it. Nothing I've come up with. Palpatine is so, I mean, shortening it to palp is the best you can do, and it really doesn't go well. Right, I mean, I think is. the palpmobile is going to stick. It's what the forums have been using for a while now, and it's funny because it's a Pope reference. Darth um, Pope. I don't know. And even if you, mm-hmm. even if you're it's, it's new to miss- the term, you can miss- figure out what it means. It's missing a cow reference or a narwhal reference or a whale reference. It's missing this. Um, Anyways, uh, so yeah, so that is the tournament. The Hoth tournament was the tournament that uh, that really kind of kicked off this frenzy of, oh my god, is this the new meta? Guys, guys, look, this is really good. And to be fair, it is actually really, really good. But there has been a tizzy, it seems like, the last two weeks that it that, that is, this is the list to be afraid of. Um, and, and the reason was is that they all did well, right? Yeah, but the, you have to think about who is flying it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Dustin's a play tester. He's very good. Pixid is, in my book, one of the best players in the world and has been for a long time. And Doug's a former world champion. So while, while the list is very good, I think that the guys that were flying it were also excellent. Right, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, if I compare it to a list like, say, Brobots, um, you know, they seem pretty even money to me. Or Vader with three um, accuracy-corrected Tempest, also yeah, really good. Should, uh, which also did well in that tournament. Um, Tyler Tippett did well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good list, but whatever. I, I think that so, the community so has a tendency list, to overreact sometimes. Yeah, and, 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 and that tournament brought, like, the the, the, the terror in that. Um, what other things have been kind of brought in uh, some of the most recent uh, tournaments? Uh, well, yeah, just to circle out the top four from that list, um, the, the other one was a Chirinal Vader list. So just like the Nova, the two ship met is alive with these two, you know, two Imperial 
chip builds. And mm-hmm. then there was a, an excellent uh, HAL Runner plus Black Squadron with Crack Shot uh, Swarm that featured in the top eight. Um, which I think we'll, we'll talk about this later, but that's a, a list worth noting as a good uh, meta hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's do let's do the uh, German nationals. Um, so this was a pretty big tournament. Uh, they had 133 participants, which that is no <laughs> joke, right? Uh-huh. Um, that is and, half a world's. Yeah. Now I, I guess I should note that this came out. They played on August 15th, so... A little um, bit older information. Yeah, and I think this is pre... It's going to be pre... Um, yeah, it's pre... Yeah, it is pre... It's pre-TLT, so I'm going to skip over that one. I think the Spanish Nationals is probably the next big one, um, so I'll do it. Um, okay, so this happened on 919. Um, and the first place list was um, so-called Thug Life, which is... Forced into get okay. thugs with TLTs and an unhinged astromech. Um, so, so this the is dreaded, in, the the dreaded four TLT. Yeah, this one has inspired a lot of fear. Um, Did that have loathing. BTLA four? Nope. Oh, interesting. Nope. No titles. Yeah. Uh, so that finished first. Um, second place list was a Corin dash build, um, kind of a classic Corin R two D two fire control and VI, and then a classic uh, dash. PTL. In a weird way, like, despite the fact that I kind of, like, part of me hates that list, like, just because I hate the recharging Corrin, I've gotten that, that Corrin to one hit point too many times to count and not killed it. Um, but I'm glad that that list is still doing well. Yeah. You know, I think that the, um, the thug list kind of preys on it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and we saw the finals. It wasn't a particularly close matchup. The thugs just kind of wiped the floor with, uh, with the second place list. Yeah. Um, so we've also been participating in a decent enough meta show in uh, the Team Covenant Aces. What sort of things have you seen in the Aces League that uh, might might be something that you want to pay attention to? Or what, what sort of lists have we been running recently? Or is it just all over the board? Of it course is all over the map. This, but yeah, um, like, yeah. It's so been a little I'll, crazy. Well, we can publish um, the link in the show notes. But Paul asked me to look at um, what the distribution was in terms of like lists over the course of this ten round tournament, uh, eleven round tournament. Excuse me. Um, and I get one caveat is that there's a lot of experimentalists. Guys are just kind of screwing around and like trying out interesting lists. Um, so we definitely see some weird stuff in here. Um, but on the whole, the Imperial two ship, um, list was very healthy. We saw a ton of, uh, Chernow and Sunter, a ton of Chernow and Vader, a lot of Kenkirk, um, Kenkirk with Palpatine on board, plus Asania's guard is particularly brutal because he can effectively get DR2 every round with the, um, you know, the evade token from Asani and the, uh, the guarantee. DR2, sorry. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to lower the nerd level just a quick second. You mean damage reduction too, right? Yes. Uh, okay, sorry, there's a go. term from uh, D20. It basically, it means that you can negate two damage around. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, so we saw a lot of two-ship lists. We saw a ton of Brobot plus others. So we, we had four Brobots. And by and large, I think it's looking like B and C seem to be the um, the go-to Brobots now. 
Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, which is I mean, they were they were the go to robots before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but people were experimenting with B and D. Um, and there seemed to be some debate as to whether or not the D D was good, but I think C is definitely the one. And well, B is the one. It's, but it's, C is it's the B's B's definitely the one, right? Yeah. Um, we also saw a lot of um, IG88B plus YV666, um, as well as IG88B plus uh, Boba Fett. It seems like the YV666 ha- isn't ready for prime time yet. Is, is, is that is that crazy to to say? It's like a really good ship, and it's just the wrong time to be flying it. I would agree. I, I would disagree. Yeah, I, I think right now is probably a great time to be flying it. Like it's because whole, of the yeah because yeah. of all the aces running around. Yeah, that was actually just thinking that it's great versus it's not great versus twin laser turret, but it's great versus aces. Yeah, I mean Ricky, like, can you go through the build that you did against me last week to try to take out my aces list? Yeah, I I specifically planned for you to go with an ace because Jake. you had just been riding Jake uh, Jake. Uh, what's Jake's last name? Why am I Jake Farrell? Farrell. Um, yeah. You had been riding his jock for like weeks, <laughs> weeks. And I'm like, he's going to fly Jake and I am going to crush him for it. And I went Bosk and two twin or not Bosk. I went, um, who's the one that lowers agility? Lats I was going to lower your freaking agility. I was going to go lats and two twin laser turrets. And instead mm-hmm. of that, you want a crack shot swarm. And it was, yeah, it is, there is uh we did a Twitch stream of it and we've got, and we can maybe, Link that for anyone who's inter- who's interested in me drinking while uh, me sadly drinking <laughs> while Sozin slowly but surely crushes me. Um, it is on Twitch, um, and we will go ahead and link that in the episode. What is my Twitch? It's uh, Twitch TV dot Kelvin one one three eight. Anyways, so occasionally I'm going to be doing X Wing games with that when I get when I play games and I played Sozin. It was it, guys. It was so brutal. The only thing that made it even okay is like we were talking X-Wing a little bit. Like it was like this weird, like it's like he gave me a painkiller before he like took a baseball bat to my face. It was, it felt, it should have felt like that. But, uh, yeah. So I'll tell you though, if you would have ran an ace, I would have had you at, at the start. Yeah. I mean, you had like gunner tactician, which is a fantastic ace, uh, killer. Yeah. I so, thought about yeah. Bosk, but yeah. I think I agree with Alex that it's the, I think maybe the problem is it's pretty expensive. You're kind of limited to it plus two ships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a Falcon in some respects. Mm-hmm. True. True. But without the turret. Well, I mean, it's got and no 180 K-turn. degrees, right? And no I hard mean, one. Like you can get a lot done with that, with that arc. Really? You can, I'd rather have that arc than I would the, um, the fire spray. The the fire spray. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so there has been a lot. There's, do, there's do been. Do you want me to keep going, more, Ricky? I've got like a few other categories I can cover. Oh uh, well, yeah. Let's kind of cover some of the. These are the popular categories of ships that we've at yeah. least seen. I'll blitz through it. So we saw a ton of three ship Imperial. Um, just a ton. Um, not that's not even including the Palpmobiles, mm-hmm. of, of which we saw a healthy share of, of Palpmobiles. Um, or sorry, Arx, uh, or Ace Arx. Um, we saw a fair amount of Rebel three ship. I think that Rebel three ship is back. I think it, there's some really legitimate Rebel sh- three ship builds. 
and the uh the guys seemed to agree and they, they brought a ton of cool stuff like Poe with support, you know, like Poe with a couple uh you know, red vets, uh Super Jake with Miranda and a stress hog, um various combinations, Miranda with TLTs. Um there, there was just a lot of good three ship rebel lists. Um we saw a variety of uh triple TLT lists and double TLT lists plus ace. I think I want to call it Darth Cowboy. <laughs> Darth. Yeah, but I get Darth Darth Sidious, yeah. Darth. Yeah, he's Darth Sidious and he's a cowboy because he's riding a space cow. Boom. Uh-huh. Darth Cowboy. Darth Cowboy. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sable, can you go with us? Yeah, that's going to get confusing. <laughs> you were the with... one Look, you started the naming convention <laughs> with the shuttle. You should be the strongest one supporting this, man. Yeah, but the Darth thing. You you made your bed. You have to lay in it. <laughs> I prefer about Insidious like Bovine. Calcidious or I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that too. Um, Calcidious, Sidious Bovine. Yeah. Um, we're right, we're working going. on it. Um, so in the Ace Plus Double TLT, there's a lot of great combinations of Ace, Ace and two TLTs. Ace Triple TLT. The big one we saw as being dominant was Jake Plus three TLT uh, Golds. Yeah, uh, which you brought I a number of times. Twice. Yeah, Matt has I brought tried several that twice. Times. The yeah. it's a very very good list if you know how to fly Jake. I don't know how to fly Jake, right? I don't know. Like I always am not aggressive enough with him. When in reality, depending on your list, he's actually sometimes the person you want to be the most aggressive with. It's weird. It's I don't know how to fly Jake personally. Right, and so I guess that's a point to the listeners, which is that. Um, this will be in the show notes, but the article has links to all the Vassal vlog files. So if you want to learn how to fly Jake, there's eight really good examples of, uh, of Jake being flown. So you can kind of check it out and get some pointers from, from some of the guys. Yeah, the Y wings though, I can nail those Y wings. I'm really good with those TLT Y wings. Yeah. So we saw a few, uh, quad TLT lists. Um, we saw, um, a good collection of, uh, Vader plus, tr- plus AC Tempests. Yeah, I um, like that list a lot. It's good. I worry about how it does against robots, but um but whatever. Uh we're on to the four ship builds. Um we saw a decent collection of uh four ship rebel and four ship scum, but very few four ship uh Imperials other than Vader and uh and the accuracy corrected tempests. And that kind of feels like a rebel list. It does. In a weird way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally we uh, had just a, a huge collection of swarms. Um, primarily Rebel and Imperial. Um, we seem to be seeing the resurgence of the Obsidian Swarm, the Black Shot Swarm, and, uh, uh on the Imperial Five side. Yeah, and then Five Ship Rebel Swarm, you flew a lot of BBBAA. Um, I think that's a strong list right now. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Like, I really like that list. Still. We saw, it's great. We saw some BBB, or BBYAZ. Um, we saw a Bope. Poe plus five bandits, which is a pretty cool list. Um, we saw a TLT gold list with six bandits. Um, so I think there's a swarm is back. I mean, it's never really been gone, but it feels like given the TLT meta, it's, it's come back with a, with a, with a vengeance. And so, there we go. That's kind of, that's the tour. So speaking of the meta, we're going to go through each faction and what, is sort of popular and what you can expect out of that faction. And then maybe we're going to cover something that we don't think is well represented that maybe should be. Um, and that way to get you 
if you're thinking about this, this is our opinions on this. If you're thinking about this faction, it's our opinions on this faction. If you're worried about facing this faction, we're going to kind of cover it all in our, in, in our meta. Um, Alex, I'm going to have you start off with the good old Rebel Alliance. Um, what sort of types of lists are popular with the Rebels currently? Okay, so one one popular option is your typical four-ship Rebel build. And there are also five-ship Rebel builds, which are basically, you know, you take one one B-Wing, one Y-Wing, and turn it into two Z-95s or two prototypes. They're, they're mm-hmm. basically similar. But the strength of this list is R3A2. Like, you, if you're running a Rebel list, you should be asking yourself, why do I not have R3A2 in it? There... I mean, there are so many high pilot skill aces that the the stress mechanic is better than ever. And I want to add that in in my experience, I think that um, running R3A2 on a BTLA4 Y-Wing with twin laser turret is probably the way to go. Just because it takes your four ship builds used to be really weak, even panic attack type builds, really weak against um, ships at range three, particularly ships with auto thrusters, you just sure. couldn't hit them. They they would do damage to you, and then they'd run past you, and you would have trouble engaging them. So being able to negate that range three weakness and deal out two stress, even at range three, is, I think, a big advantage. Mm-hmm. So, and then we we still have sort of the old builds that are still pretty solid. You have the, you know, whatever rebel ace of your choice. You know, Corrin has become less popular. Although I think that Corrin with VI may still be a okay option. Jake is popular. People have been playing, playing around with Poe and Miranda. But um, they don't... The Rebel Aces don't seem to be quite as good in comparison to the Imperial options just because they lack the uh, the Pilot Skill 9. You have to give up something to go to Veteran Instincts and Pilot Skill 10. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what... Um... Poe seems to be relatively popular and Jake seems to be VI Jake seems to be like super popular. Yeah. VI Jake is definitely, definitely a, a strong ship. And then the last thing we want to mention is, um, the rebels, large base turrets. I mean, you still Han dash. Both of those are still very strong builds. I think people have moved away from them out of the, the fear of twin laser turrets. And that's sort of, makes it makes um aces even better because they can really prey on everyone who's running swarms or twin laser turrets without without the counter of uh you know the rebel turrets to to knock them down a peg or two actually so in you in an aside on that i want to mention the the power of the twin laser turret recently i played a game where i was playing four twin laser turret all with the title. I was up against Fat Chewy. I almost killed Fat Chewy in one round of shooting, and I missed a couple dice. I got him down from full to one haul in a single round of shooting. That's completely possible with that list, yeah. So, yeah, the, there is real fear if you encounter a TLT list when you have a Falcon, because it just cannot withstand that firepower. Yeah, but um, I mean, how likely are you going to be to to run into that? At least in the the U.S. tournaments, um, right? Quad TLTs are extremely 
rare. You know, that's interesting because it's been such a thing that everybody's been talking about as TLT this, TLT that, and it's not really been run a lot, although I think that it certainly is incredibly good. Well, we saw this with Whisper, if you remember. When Whisper was really, really feared, nobody really ran Whisper. Everybody ran counters to Whisper. Yeah. So, I mean, Whisper changed the meta entirely by not being there. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, so Alex of like sort of the rebel archetypes that, that, that are out there, uh, what sort of list, um, are people not necessarily playing a lot with rebels that you expect that would actually be pretty good? Um, you know, I'm sure I, I kind of hate to say this because, you know, Han has always been so good and recently he's, you know, become less good, but, you know, the, the change to MOV for large base ships, I mean, it hurt them, but they're still, they're still really strong and they're going to be good against all the, uh, all the Palpatine lists that are running around right now. So that, that would be my thing for people to look out, look at and watch out for. Yeah, I can totally see that if, if, and, and we're going to get into obviously the, the Imperial faction a little bit more, but, um, definitely, I, I can absolutely see that 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 engine Han Solo was was very good for a reason, and then it was primarily the the late boost on that large ship is just absolutely so good, right? Yeah, I mean it's I, awesome. I, yeah. So, fellas, anybody else have any sort of rebel list that we might want to take a look out for? I do want to point out, as always. And I think that you mentioned this with your R3A2 is that rebel control is still, I think, the best control because of R3A2 and controlless are and forever will be good lists to fly. Um, if you want to do them and if you have the patience to do them. But is there anything that you guys think, uh, that, uh, rebel list that might be good that uh, we're not talking about? Bueller? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so, Imperials. Sozin, um, tell me about, um, I know we kind of covered it, but tell me about some of the most popular Imperial archetypes that have been out there and what makes them, what about them is good. Yeah, so I think at Worlds we'll probably see five archetypes. We're going to see Vader with triple, ac- triple accuracy correctors. Um, that's the so, Tempest with triple accuracy characters. Yep. Or storms, and, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know if you could do that. But you can't fit it now. Um, so, I mean, this list is fantastic or this archetype is fantastic because, um, you're basically getting the free evade. Like you always take evade with the tempests. Um, and so with the three evade dice and the five hit points and the evade token, um, and you know, the guaranteed two hits around, uh, it can be pretty rough. And then Vader on top with his ATC um, is also pretty brutal. So um, I think this is your kind of this, – this list works against almost everything except, in my opinion, robots. Why do you say that? Well, the uh, the ACs don't have enough punch to get through their uh, their evade dice. Yeah. Um, with with the, um, the, 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 the auto thrusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and HLC is pretty strong against agility three ships that can't token up very well. 
I think it's right. the yeah, it's just one. It's equation. just one. It's just one token, right? Right, with the built-in gunner. No less. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, that's one. Second one, I think we'll see a lot of is the Obsidian Swarm because it preys on TL- PS2 TLT lists. Um, third list, I think we'll see preying on the Obsidian Swarms is um, is Black um, Black Squadron pilots with Crack Shot and Hellrunner, and uh, this will eat up the Obsidian Swarms because they're PS4 versus PS3. And it'll eat eat up the uh, PSU TLT lists. Um, Not and, to mention, yeah, crack shots yeah. good versus versus aces though. If you have a shot too, yeah. it's great versus aces. Uh, I mean, we talked about this in the last podcast. Uh, Sable went through it pretty comprehensively. It's crack shots amazing. <laughs> yeah, the long and the short. Yeah, <laughs> especially on tie um, fighters, which could easily die in the first round of shooting anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's only a point. Yeah, uh, I think the fourth archetype is uh two ship imperial and uh yeah i had a long conversation with morgan about this the other day he doesn't believe the two ship imperial meta is dead um he thinks that like ken kirk uh and whisper ken, ken kirk and suter Chirnow and suter all these you know basically decimator plus ace is a completely viable archetype in the current meta i, and I, I think agree i agree with him, him. Yeah. yeah, I think this, I think that if there is going to be a lot of, I think specifically versus those Palpatine and Aces lists, I think that Decimator does well. Sure, and when, when you're Decimator when you're running, with uh, with Vader, yeah, or or Rebel Captive is the other Imperial card that's very strong on Decimators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then the final archetype. Is one we've already covered, but it's worth mentioning. It's the uh, the Arak or the what'd you call it? The um, Darth Cowboy. Darth Cowboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Darth Cowboys. Um, Palpatine plus two aces and uh, so, yeah. And, and, and let's kind of break this down since this has been talked about a little bit. It's a shuttle with Palpatine on it, and then two high high PS aces to go with it, and those are what. Right, what so kind of, what kind of you've got around. a lot of choices. So the real kind of dynamic going on here is the PS bid. Vader's sitting there at PS 11 if you put VI on him, right? So mm-hmm. he gets to act last and and and, and predate on the Whispers and the Sinters. Um, then you've got uh, an idea of Doug's, Doug Hothi, uh, um, which is to put VI on Jax. And pump him up to PS10, mm-hmm. and then you can have Jax prey on Sunter. That seems so ballsy. It's hardcore. A, it, it, it's risky, but for it's a for a squint for an interceptor. I mean, but Carnor is the one who can get away with it, particularly if he has Palpatine support, because right. he can mm-hmm. shut down your focus tokens. So it, it's the Palpatine support that that allows this to happen. Because mm-hmm. Palpatine covers any failure of the defense dice. Sure. Yeah. Um, so now you're, you're, you're past PS, uh, there's another PS10 option, which is, uh, um, Rexlar Brath. Um, but I'm not sure he's going to see much play. Yeah, I think he's uh, too expensive. Too yeah, expensive to run um, on this list. Totally. And there, there are some believers whisper. in him and, yeah. But he's probably too expensive, yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, ch- I checked it out just for fun, but I couldn't find any good lists. Okay, now you're on to Sunter. So Sunter seems to be the mainstay. Um, 35-point PS9 Sunter with stealth, um, title, auto thrusters, and PTL. Um, now with him... It just goes so well with Palpatine. All of those things you just said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sunter's really great. He can, you know... He can potentially solo a uh, TLT list on his own if he's got Palpatine in play. Um, so, and then the final option, I think, uh, unless I'm missing someone, um, is Whisper. And so Whisper is really interesting in that um, if you're, for example, uh, Pixid flew Whisper and Sunter, and uh, basically either way initiative-wise is okay with him. If if he wins initiative and Whisper goes first, um, or rather, if Whisper goes first, then Whisper gets to shoot and cloak. If Sunter goes last, then Sunter gets to uh, reposition on the other aces. Um, so I think Whisper is a very interesting also PS9 candidate that uh, can show up in this list. And I think I covered everyone. Did, did I miss someone? There, yes, Death Rain. Oh, Death Rain. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. so he's PS6. Six. Eight? He's PS6, but he he's got a no. Uh, he doesn't have a no. Does he have but, a no, no? No, he does not have an EPT. But, but he doesn't. Bombs. He doesn't need it because he's got bombs. Right. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the bombs, Mark. So with Death Rain, you've got several different options for mines. You've got proximity mine, which is the good standby. You've got Connernet, which is what you. You want at least one Connernet on if you're hunting aces, because it can. Just... You may as well make it two with the uh, with the extra munitions, well, right? Correct. You want to buy one and then get one. You're taking extra munitions. Don't bother with cluster mines; they're terrible. Okay, so, so I, have a, I have a I have a question for you, Mark. Are proximity sure. mines worth running right now? Because if you're running them against someone that has Palpatine on their side. Normally you'd average one and a half hits. Now you're averaging half a hit if they're willing to spend Palpatine to flip it over. A, a good point. Now keep in mind though that you can use that against them. Because say you hit them with a prox mine. Palpatine goes, nope, you're not getting that. Now they don't have Palpatine to protect their asset during the shooting phase. So it's not as good as it was but it's still very solid because you can just you, you can force them to burn Palpatine early. So and then of course there are plenty of other lists that you're going to come across that don't have Palpatine and they're just as good. Yeah, would you run would you run Connernet and uh, I, and like I, and Seismic or Proton? No, I'd run Prox. Prox and You'd run Pox and Prox and Connor. Prox and Connor. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to use any of the actual bombs because PS6, you don't know where they're going to end up. Sure. Well, I was thinking against swarms. Now, the there's another slot that you need to consider what to put on, which is the system slot. And there are two big ones for Death Rain. There's advanced sensors, so you can drop a bomb before you move. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to barrel roll and do some crazy stuff. Or mm-hmm. there's enhanced scopes making a PS0, you know the board state, no blocking is possible, you're good to go. 
That makes sense. That's interesting. I've seen a lot of scopes more recently, um, especially on stuff like the on like the Darth Cowboy list or or what have yeah. you. Um, just to get that shuttle like doing some that alabaster hippo, um, that uh, that uh, ghastly void bison, um, to get it doing some uh, cool stuff. Um, so. Sozin, let's let's talk about Imperials. Let's get back to the that faction in general. Is there an archetype that you think so you so actually you may have answered this already, but is there an archetype of Imperial that isn't currently run a lot that you think actually has some serious value and maybe that we ought to look at it? Not really. I mean, I think that if you look at the last couple waves, the Imperial options have been really limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the last wave, it's basically been nothing but kind of two ship Imperial or swarms. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of the kind of more creative, interesting lists don't tend to, um, get played because, um, frankly, I, I don't think they're very competitive. Um, so I hate to say it, but I mean, like consider like the other three ship lists, like, like soon. All right. So three aces potential mm-hmm. kind of, Final archetype that is competitive. Um, you've got like Sunter, Karner, Jax. Um, um, you've got um, Whisper and Vader and Sunter. Um, so you basically can take your three aces of choice and put them in there. Mm-hmm. And I think those guys are actually very good, especially against lists like Robots because they can arc mm-hmm. dodge and get into the blind spot. Um, but they're awfully fragile, and without Palpatine, you're you're putting a lot of your hope in your green dice. Um, I will say that the two ship rebel, the two ship list, despite the fact that it used to get run a lot and hasn't been as popular, probably is, like you were mentioning, is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess those are the two I would mention: Th- three ship or three, you know, the nine 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 lists and the t- two ships. So let's get into the best faction. The faction that was so so awesome that they had to name it after the best uh, podcast on the Holonet, the Scum and Villainy faction. Mark, you want to give us a rundown of some of the popular scum lists and what makes them good? Okay, so right now, scum is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. Scum was not an option last Worlds, so it's been around less than a year. Mm-hmm. Which means there are only two major lists that are very common that you need to really plan for. Sure. Brobots is the first one there. Mm-hmm. It's still it definitely a has the most success too. Huge strong list for many reasons. I mean, we're talking eight hit points protected by three defense dice and auto thrusters and heavy damage output with gunner effect. And it, there are plenty of reasons to like this list. Yeah, what about dual IG-88 really kind of makes it – why is that so good? Is it just efficiency? Well, or? it's efficiency and the fact that it's so hard to kill one of them, and you've got two, so you can basically switch them out. So you can put yourself in a position where they really want to shoot this hurt one, but it's at range three behind auto thrusters, or I could shoot this healthy one that's near me. You can force a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, and, and to add, I mean, to that point, the kind of repositioning capability, look at that dial. It's incredible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like almost all dial. green yeah. with a hard one. It's the best dial. Yeah. yeah. And some really awesome, uh, and some really awesome K turn. 
uh, potential. So yeah, I mean, like, I really think that this the dual robots is underpriced. Um, yeah, effectively because of that title, they needed to make it so they could fit in, you know, two robots. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Um, um, like that that title shouldn't be zero. I mean, why is that title zero and the like M3A interceptor title isn't? I mean, I I don't want to go there right now because I I am full of words. But suffice it to say, much has been said about robots. It's good for a reason. You're going to have to deal with it. The second one, which you really need to worry about, is the TLT Swarm. The TLC Swarm is generally better in Scum if you go title, because they can get unhinged Astromech. And the ability to do a 4K turn followed by a 3 hard green is incredibly powerful, and they've got some of the, the highest damage output in the game. So those are the two standbys that you need to be concerned with or consider flying. Okay. They're, they're both good, but Scum is an untapped faction. So do you think that you, so you, I, and I know you've said this before, but I want to reiterate, you think that the title on the Scum TLT swarm is the better version of that list? I do. Okay. So it's, first of all, it has to be said it requires more skill. If you take the title, there's, much more of the game is on you as a player to pull off. But unhinged astromech really takes this meshes well with the title because you mm-hmm. suddenly open up the dial and become a very, very competent ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unhinged astromech is so good. If, if you look at the jousting efficiencies uh, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's, if you don't have the title, it's roughly 85% with TLT. If mm-hmm. you have the title, it's like 115%. It's just ridiculous. It's one of the most effective, it's one of the most effective ships in the game. We're talking Hellrunner Tie Swarm efficiencies. Sure. Which is incredible for a ship that costs that many points. Mm-hmm. So I personally think the title is the way to go. Sure doesn't mean that you can't use it effectively without, but with it really, really takes your damage to the next level. But uh, it's... It makes you weak against aces. Certainly that. Well, yes and no. And here's why. If you have four of them, the problem with a traditional swarm versus aces is that either everybody's pointed in the same way and nobody has shots. Or you spread your fire and there aren't enough shots to punt through the damage on the aces. Except with TLT, that's no longer the case. Because you can have, if you've got four Y-wings, you can overlap the arcs and have, no matter where the aces go, there's going to be two shots on them, except that is no longer two shots. That's six shots. Yeah, it's a ton of shots. So, yes, aces have the ability to fight this but it's not an auto win by any stretch of the imagination. If you're able to fly it well, you can crush aces. So, you know, as we're talking about the best faction in the game, the best one, um, what do you think is underutilized in the scum faction that 
you think could do well? So the list that I think that is untapped in this, this, and is suddenly a lot more threatening because Dash is going away, is not nearly as common, is the list that I flew at the Dallas Regionals, which is Murder of Crows. This is five Black Sun soldiers, PS3Zs, with feedback array, and then Torquil Mux with Ion Cannon and Greedo. It's six ships. It's PS3, so it beats all of the, the TLT swarms. You can make aces, pilot skill zero, zap them out of the way. So those very popular two aces and shuttle list, gone. The, the thing that it can't deal with is dash. Dash isn't around much anymore. The, the cat is away. <laughs> so the mice can play. So <laughs> the, the swarm of mice can play. Right, it, I've talked about this before. It's one of those lists where you shoot, 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 their shields are down. Torquil shoots, they get a crit and an ion, and then you decide whether to keep shooting them. It's such a good list against a lot of the things we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I think Torquil is underutilized for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so do, you, do you still think Greedo and Iron Cannon is better than Twin Laser Turret? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 a strange opinion. Why do you say that? Okay. In most cases, most Y-Wings, most Hawks, TLT is flat out better. The trick with this list is that the extra damage output of TLT is minimal because of the crit effect on the ion cannon. So normally you can't crit with an iron cannon, right? Mm-hmm. Now you can. Now it's an automatic crit. Sure, that, but that, that increase so that that helps deal with some of the damage output gap. So you're you're doing slightly more, uh, more damage with ion, uh, closer to the TLT levels. Okay. So the damage gap isn't as great. You're getting the crit effects, and then you get the control effects, which are huge. Against yeah, but you the, don't. Against large base ships, they suddenly become much more predictable because they don't want to be near the edge of the board. Against small ships, especially aces, you tag Corrin with an ion, he's done. Next round, he's dead because you can swarm him with the, the, the Zs and feedback array. Yeah, it, it does fly, go well with the, uh, with the feedback array portion. So, of it. so nine times out of ten, TLT is the right way to go. In this particular list, with this particular set of situations and and uh, confluence of effects, Ion Cannon and Greedo is better than TLT. The thing that I think of with Greedo is it does make uh, – I guess Torkoal's already going to be shot, but it does make it easier to kill him because it also gives him a crit back. Well, yes and no. Because remember, it is the first shot against him every round. And you're going to mm-hmm. have a focus token, and you can control who shoots first because Torkoal can make one of the guys, uh, one of your opponents, pilot skill zero. Sure, so you can make that the, the you know right. somebody else. Correct, and yes, occasionally you're going to eat a crit, but you're going to be dealing out far more crits than you're receiving from Frito. Okay, and you know I can see it. I I, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd do it or not. Um, but I can absolutely see it. I I think the one thing you're sort of overlooking is the uh 
the the range band deal. Like that's one of the big strengths of twin laser turret is now you can shoot at range two to three, which is sort of where your list is weakest at range three. There is that. There is the range band. On the other hand, if you're flying it right, Torkoal's in the middle of the swarm. No matter mm-hmm. how they're coming at you, Torkoal's in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it kind of balances out uh, because if they're trying to kill Torkoal, they have to get into range two of some of the Zs at the very least. Yeah. So it kind of mitigates the, the long range difficulty. Plus if, if Torkoal is only at range three of something, they're, I've noticed my opponents are less likely to shoot him because, oh, he's only got one die to attack me back with. Ignoring the fact that next round it's going to be far more difficult. Sure. All right. So that's kind of our breakdown of scum. Let's go ahead and get to who we think will win or what kind of list we think will win worlds. I, uh, you can choose either or and we'll go with that. Um, this year, and I'll start us off. This year, I think, what has been kicking my butt and aces? This year, I'm, I feel like that a, I'm going to say a Imperial list is going to win, and I think that it's going to be some kind of swarm. The swarms are always good, and they almost won last year. So I think that that's a complete possibility. I'm going to say a swarm will win, and if I had to pick one, I would, I'd pick the good old uh, Obsidian swarm over the crack shot one, just because it's an extra ship. And that's just kind of my sensibility. So someone please prove me right. Um, if I had to pick a person, I don't know. That's hard. Um, I always want to pick Dom because I think he's one of the best players to never win. So I'm going to go with uh, Dom Cairo. Except he's not that? going. Really? Nope. He's not going. Wait, r- really? Yeah. Oh, man. He and I should like get, have like a bummed party together on Skype. Just keep each other company. Well, then I have no idea. Um, I don't want to say Paul again, although I'll tell you, like, am I crazy to think that he would be the favorite going in? He's playing really well in the Aces League, too. Like, I know this is crazy, but he's like some sort of cyborg X-Wing player that's just unnaturally good all the time. Yeah, Paul's playing great. I mean, Morgan is as well. Um, Blair is playing lights out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that, like, with X-Wing trying to pick a person is almost impossible because... I mean, well, it's for the fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think once you get to the top sixteen, then I'm ready to start picking. But I mean, I mean, you saw. I mean, Paul didn't make the cut in nationals. He, you know, went like I think two and three or no, no, he went two and, zero and three and dropped. Yeah, right. So um, I saw he didn't make the cut at the Worlds Collide recently, which isn't to say that you know Paul's not a great player. Obviously, he is. It's just more that. You know, shit can go south on you pretty fast in X-Wing. And, um, you have a market at uh, National yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And, and so, like, at Worlds, if you lose twice, you're struggling to make the cut. 
Yeah, you're probably not going to. So, yeah, if you if you go six and two, you only lose two games and eight against the best players in the world. You're probably not making the cut. That's crazy, huh? Um, all right, so uh, Sozan, I'll let you go next. Uh, what kind of list do you think is going to win? And uh, if you had to pick someone, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to pick Brobots as uh, the list. And heck, I'll I'll pick the best robot player I know, Bob Randall, who's going to Worlds. All right. So let's uh, let's go to uh, Mark. What do you think? Okay, so I'm going to go with a wild card list. Sure. I'm going to say basically a list that we have not discussed on this show is going to win. I don't, I'm not going to say what that is. Simply because this is the year. So you're picking the field. I'm picking the field, and the reason that is a cop out answer, sir. But I'll accept it. There's a reason I'm taking it because of all the years of X-wing, this is the year when the meta is cracked wide open. There. So last year it was a very narrow meta. The year before there was a very narrow meta. Year before that, very narrow meta. This year the meta is not settled. Nobody knows what's going on. We just went through a whole bunch of lists. Last year, it was three lists. Yeah. So this is the year when something weird has a chance to make it. As, if you had to pick a player, who would it be? Well, I'm going to go with Sozin. I mean, he, he <laughs> nice. showed such a huge confidence for me, so I'll repay the favor and go with him. <laughs> nice thank you you should win you should win lyle or mark one of the two of you you should do that right let's, let's do that <laughs> let's just get on that all right um alex what kind of uh, list archetype do you think is going to win i i i really think a large base turret is sort of the the counter meta list that is going to just crush if you had still. to pick one, would you say Rebel or Imperial? Um, I would I would lean towards the Decimator. I, I, cool. Yeah, be my guess. And as for a person, I would actually pick Morgan because he he has the advantage of having a, a round one bye, being the Australian national champion. No, he doesn't. He, he finished. He finished oh. fourth. Oh. Dun dun dun! He is playing really well, though. He's yeah, been running yeah. around the races really, really well. You going to stick with that one then? Yeah, I'll, I'll Morgan stick solid with pick, him. dude. I have, I have faith in him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, hopefully somebody other than that wins, though, because I'm tired of talking about those jerks. Yeah. Um, especially except for Lyle. I want Lyle to win right. or Mark. Right. But other than that, um, tired of talking about those jerks. Yeah, you heard me. Shots fired. Um, I am very excited and I cannot wait to hear what you, the stories about, uh, what you guys did and all of the fun stuff. And I'm really sorry that I can't go. It's a super bummer for me, but, um, you guys are going to have a lot of fun and it's going to be great. And hopefully you represent the podcast well, um, because I did not do that last year. Actually, I did all right last year. Um, so anyways, that was the world's podcast. Uh listeners, we hope Hollow Net, we hope you have fun. Um 
If you have any lists that you think that we missed or any archetypes that we didn't cover, feel free to let us know. We're always interacting on either Twitter or the forums or what have you. We love uh, talking to people who listen to us. So please let us know if you happen to see um, Sable or Lyle at the, uh, at, at the world's tournament. I will be distinctive. Yeah. You'll be able to pick up uh, Mark. He's huge. Um, he's super tall and he's usually dressed up uh, in something awesome. So we'll see. Um, not following the rules of wearing something comfortable and maybe steampunk <laughs> is comfortable. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what makes me comfortable. Um, so feel free to say hi to, uh, hi to us. We love, we love, uh, hearing from people who listen to the podcast. It keeps us going anyways. So that was our world's preview. We appreciate the listen for Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin, and our lead engineer and editor, Alex Robach, better known as Anti-Grapist, because grapes are dumb. My name is Richard White, uh, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. This has been the Scum and Villainy Podcast. Thank you, Galactic Holonet, and good hunting out there.
grapes are dumb 